0: Welcome to the Jeff and Alex podcast. I am Jeff Hillemeyer and with my friend, Alex Gonzalez, we explore topics that help you be your best self. And we also get to chat with some great guests. So join us now on the Jeff and Alex podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jeff and Alex podcast. And once again, we're hidden away in our respective studios early on a Saturday morning and Jeff Fillemeyer, good morning. I am tired because I was up past midnight, hoping that our Atlanta Braves, and just a reveal for all those, I know this is dropping, hopefully when this is dropping, we will be in the World Series, but watching our Atlanta Braves drop game five, I guess, of the uh, NLCS. So how are you, Jeff?
0: I'm good. I'm tired for different reasons. I'm tired <laughs> because of the five children that live in my house with me, <laughs>
1: but I... When they get older, you can just start ignoring them, by the way. There you go. Yeah, ignore <laughs> <right>. you, so... <laughs>
0: But no, happy to be chatting with you early on a Saturday. I, I love these sessions.
1: Yeah, this is great. And this is, um, as you know, um, a, a huge uh, uh, just a busy month for different reasons. And uh, I'm excited about this week coming up, um, which which is kind of the peak of this kind of innovation season uh, in Atlanta. And so remind people, if you have not, um, if you go a couple episodes back, uh, you'll you'll uh, Jeff and I talk uh, pretty extensively about the tech and innovation season. Uh, that we're within as as this uh, mm-hmm. episode drops, so it's kind of like your Grammy preview show. So you know, just learn about everything <laughs> you want for your season, and uh, and perhaps afterwards we'll talk a little bit about you know what we've also learned and observed. Um, so uh, so and hopefully we'll talk about that, and hopefully we'll be talking about the Braves um, also being the World Series. But so, what's on your mind, Jeff? What's going on?
0: You know, it's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about. Um old mentors and the people who have helped me along the way. Um, part of it was triggered by a couple of podcast episodes. The first was um, the the most recent episode we released, which was with Kate Atwood. And she talked yeah. about some of her mentors, um, Kat Cole and Hala Modelmog. Um, and then, also, I recorded a I've got a spun mafia series as you know, which is yep. like um, talking about my first company, spun logic. But I had as guests four uh, mentors that were on the advisory board of that company when we were you know in our twenties. And anyway, so I just I've been thinking a lot about um, mentorship and people who you know sort of help you along the way. And I and I realized I don't know that I've ever asked you that in your career, sort of in your life. I'm guessing there have to have been people who have helped you and yeah. guided
1: you, right? Well, yeah, there definitely has. And just kind of getting into that, when you say mentor, hmm. is it like, or you talk about the people who helped you. Has it, did you, is this a formal relationship you had with them? Like you, well, you shall be my mentor and I shall be your mentee. Or when you say mentor, is it something that when you look back, you're like, they played a big role? How, how do you think about that?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. There's definitely been plenty of formalized mentorship that I've been the recipient of. Um, but mm-hmm. certainly, like growing up playing tennis, there, there were a couple of coaches that um, I look back now and realize uh, they they were as impactful as any formal mentor, right? Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so no, I was lucky enough to have early on in my career, a couple of people that um, after having a couple meetings with them to get advice, you know, basically I asked them, you know, would you be a mentor (laughs) to me? Could we meet quarterly? Um, and, uh, you know what they, they all said yes. So I'm, I'm super lucky from that perspective
1: yeah and, and which i which I think is good and it's interesting because it's always been a challenge you know in in my uh in, in the definitely my corporate life around this this mentoring program then and in and, and, and there's always the companies that want to implement a mentoring program. One of the biggest challenges has always been about sometimes if you formalize it so much, it's ineffective, right? because it's an expectation versus versus a desire. Mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, but I, I would say that my mentors so first I was probably really bad about it, um, you know. Seeking it out deliberately because I don't know maybe a, a stubbornness of I shall figure it out on my own you know or something or 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 maybe just a fear of asking but um but you know I, I definitely um I, I would say I've had mentors who's direct directly uh, impacted me I, I I don't know if there's ever anyone where other than when I was in college and I was, I was in this pr- internship program called, called Inroads. And I had a formal mentor-mentee relationship with an executive in the company I was mentoring in. And to show you how effective that I could maybe remember the name of the person. But, <laughs> but, but that's an example of that formality. But, but, but I, what I do remember, and I think this is where I've always been able to work with people um, that, that I've respected so much, where you know, a lot of the CEOs I've worked for have, when I look back now, and even the toughest times when they're, frankly, kicking my ass, have been some of the best mentoring times and I'm a better leader for it. And I realized that I have a really friendly relationship with them and I'm like, oh, that was a good mentoring relationship. So they have those those who are kind of that one-to-one. And then I've had some relationships where it's kind of a little bit more of a distance and, and almost what I call an influencer mentor. And I, I mentioned Beth Comstock all the time where You know, even though we did not have that one-to-one relationship all the time, other than some occasional meetings, um, her sphere of thinking shaped mine. So, yeah, definitely throughout the years, I've had kind of a wide range of kind of mentoring type relationships.
0: At any of the large companies that you worked at, was that a function? Like, I know people who work at Coca-Cola, as an example, and Mm -hmm. as you sort of rise in leadership um, in in many departments there's a a an actual process for okay this person's going to be your mentor for the next year or whatever the period is do you ever have that
1: yeah i mean i was actually on the side of becoming a mentor for others on that and um I, and it's going back to what i mentioned before i i was i'm always nervous about those because of um if it is not set up it, it it's you just be spinning wheels right and um, but yeah, I've been part of them and, and some of those matchups have been really good. Um, uh, but you know, but I think that some of the best mentoring I've seen, whether it's with me or others have been ones that you don't even realize you're in a mentoring relationship yeah. to and You step back and realize, wow, this person really, um, has been huge. I, I mean, I'll go back to when I was during my times at, uh, uh, and I, when I, when I rose to, um, uh, running a business unit. And with it's publicly reported and, you know, had revenue and sale, all that type of stuff coming to it. One of my, uh, you know, the, there was a, a peer general manager president who really, you know, we had a good relationship. And when my prior role, I really work, you know, worked well with him. And when I went into this role, he just took it upon himself to kind of reach out and help. And especially on a lot of the stuff around sales and incentives and the targets and all that. And because he was what I call one of these gritty GMs, right? He he knows how to really run a business and a quarterly business. And and and, and even at that moment, I remember thinking back and and thinking about it, like he I would call him, would have called him a mentor, even though we never use that term in our relationship sure. at all. Yep and And to this day, I look back even at lessons I've learned from him um as a result of that relationship we had at that time.
0: I would say, you know, it's interesting you say that because, um, I have also like I feel like Hala for me, um, mm-hmm. has been a mentor. Maybe she sort of knows it. Maybe she sort of doesn't. like we've never had yeah. that conversation, but I've sought out ways to, um, you know, sort of absorb some of her lessons. I actually had her give a a talk to my leadership team at one point. Um, You know, I would say, honestly, selfishly as much for me to learn from her as my leadership team, but like as she was running the chamber um, and watching her lead and seeing her guide conversations, you know, so I think it's, you know, it can be very formal or it can be, it can be informal. Um, But I think the idea that, you know, people have at least for me and, and, again, I have a different experience than you. I was 21 years old trying to start a company. Right. So I was always seeking, cause I, I've had this, um, even today, a bit of, um, an imposter syndrome, um, where I just, am constantly doing things that I've never done before. And I'm like, this, this is definitely something I don't have experience in. And so looking to others, that's why I read so many books because I'm trying to draw insights, but I mean, honestly, like the, the people who've stepped up Ken Bernhardt very specifically um, from, from an early, maybe I was 26 until continuing today has always been there and supported me. One of the things I love about Ken, and I think it makes a a successful mentor mentee relationship is honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, Ken will listen, Ken cares about me, Um, but he will also tell me when I'm just way off. Yep. Or hit me in the face with what's so obvious, but I somehow can't see it. It's almost like therapy sometimes. Yeah. Um. So that honesty, I think, is is critical.
1: And that is key. And I think this is where, and sometimes in some of the programs that are formalized, and I'm not saying they don't work, and I think they're important. I, and I think they're re- super valuable, particularly when you are in these kind of younger, earlier career programs, and you can do some matchups. And sometimes it's for that networking for career advancement, but. But but I think one of the challenges with some of those programs is, you know, you gotta have credibility on both sides and earn that honesty between people, mm-hmm. right? And it's that trust that that those intangible things that happen, um, and um, and so so yeah, I think that's essential because if I, if I look back at the people who's really, is, uh, I like I, like I mentioned before, I didn't even realize it was a mentoring relationship. But I view it, I viewed them as a mentor or influence, you know, on my career or on my life um, that, that trust aspect was there. And that, but, and that honest feedback was there. Like you're, you're crazy for doing this, but I will tell you though, uh, Jeff, I think a good mentor also, um, helps you support that imposter syndrome. Cause I think that, that I think that imposter syndrome is, which I feel every day of my life, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I think it's that, that, um, it's, it's that thing that you're, that, for some people you're at the bleeding edge of what you do or want to do. And I think a good mentor nurtures that. So, so you don't feel like an imposter and, and mm-hmm. you just feel like you're breaking ground. Cause I think it's also, I think a mentor could also potentially hold you back and go, well, this is the way it's always done. And there's a, there's a difference line. here's things you should do or think about doing versus this is the way it's always done because you need to let people have their own path as well.
0: No, totally. Yeah. And it, it's interesting too, because I think that there's probably I would guess in most cases there needs to be uh, maybe a limited time of the relationship where you're, where there's a year commitment or a two-year commitment. Um, uh, I say that knowing that, you know, Ken has been a mentor yeah. of mine for, you know, going on 15 plus years, and I hope that he is for the next 15 years. But I also think there's, you know, for, for most mentors, um, you know, there, there probably is a a period where it's like, all right. know i've helped you but but it's time for you sort of to go and maybe seek other experience and so um i just think i think like what what's what's been amazing to me is there are a couple of um the most successful startups in atlanta that have 300 people um they've been just doing amazing things that that you and i both know and the ceos of each of those companies have a mentor that they meet with regularly Um, And so it doesn't matter where you are in the cycle, whether, you know, you're just starting off at a large corporation, you're just starting your company and you're a young person or you're 40 years old and have a 300 person company, um, having somebody give you advice, have a little bit of an outside perspective, um, that I mean that is so critical and important.
1: Well, and I think that gets into that whole aspect is mentoring, coaching, coaching, mentoring, and I mean mentoring is part of coaching, right? And it's a, just a probably more formalized relationship or informal relationship that lets you do that. Right. And and I, I do think um, there is incredible value, and especially as people get more and more senior, that coaching aspect. And 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 frankly, I think that's a trap I kind of fell into to a point where as I got into very senior, into very senior roles very early relatively speaking in my, you know, kind of career cycle. Right. So I was always younger for what probably should have been a role. Yeah. And so there's always this fear of, you know, to me, it was almost like, well, I can't let anybody tell, you know, it, you know, do I, how can someone be coaching me? Then I, as I started interacting with folks like this gentleman, you know, you know, Rudy who really was huge in helping become a general manager Um, and I would call him today, even though we haven't talked in forever, I would call him today and trust every, every ounce of information he would give me. So to Mm -hmm. me, I think those relationships can last, but I think it's also important, um, whether it's your early in your life, but even if you get more senior on this aspect of getting coached and not in a kind of cheesy, you know, what, you know, infomercial way, Mm -hmm. but just in a way that's, you know, and and sometimes it could be holistic and sometimes, because I think some of these folks that you talk about entrepreneurs are, you know, who are in their forties and have huge organizations and are getting coached. That whole thing you talked about imposter syndrome could probably be recast different ways and, and, and leadership. And this gets back to Jeff, you know, you know, you know, when I formed this whole concept of high wire and kind of peer to peer coaching and all that, this concept of, as you get more senior and you start driving more change, it is very lonely. Mm-hmm. And so to have, whether it's a mentor or a co- whatever, that relationship is so essential because it kind of keeps your head on straight that yes. it is okay to do what I do. And also realizing that you start getting a lot of false narratives for feedback from your own staff. And so to have someone who could help give you perspective on you know what, some truth, I think is important.
0: Yeah, that's huge. And coaching, I think, is the exact way to look at it. Um, I also think that's by the way, the the biggest role of leader and leadership, right. is coaching. Um, you know, I think of like, and, and, and we should talk a little bit about where you and I both find ourselves now, which is, is also being a mentor or a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think about like specifically in tennis, which was my sport growing up, um, the coach can prepare you for the match. Um, but, once the match starts, it's you're there, there's no coaching going on. So this idea that like you're, you're trying to um, impart um, advice or, um, you know, sort of, or, or a process for them to be successful. But, but once you're done with that session, whatever that session is, then for the next week or two, they're in, they're in the match, they're in the game, they have to be, you know, doing the thing. So it, it definitely to me is, is coaching. Now I know that with all the things you're involved in um, you find yourself at, at, at a minimum, I know, giving advice one-on-one once, you know, yeah. but, but do you find yourself sort of in a position where you're, you're the coach more often?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for some of it, sometimes even more formalized. I mean, that you know, there's um, in terms of like um, not as much uh, lately, but you know, the big uh, part of, you know, my world was really building formalized relationships with the, particularly with executives who are, are at the tip of the spear of change and, and coaching mm-hmm. them through that. Cause that's where to me, it gets really lonely. And that's for me where I, there, as you know, is my passion, right? The whole concept of things like disruptor studio and innovation and all that to me is not about tech. It's about change leadership. Yes. And so, um, I love love, 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 Cause when I would thought, it, when I thought it was, um, Going to go into consulting at one point. It it really was about coaching and coaching executives to be on that lonely branch out there Mm. um, to lead change, and they usually tended to be C-suite and sometimes CEO, sometimes C-suite, and helping them get through kind of that whole change process in their organization. Um, So that that is kind of my passion and love to do. Um, So that's my that's a little bit more formalized, and, and and there's a model around all that. But yeah, then definitely there's a, there's a, my finding myself. You no, know, what, what's kind of been great lately, um, and I just get energy out of it, is also that one-to-one, even if it's one-off here and there, mm-hmm. um, even, with, even though I'm not, you know, I mean, I do have entrepreneurship now, but not, you know, I've not had, you know, 20, 30 years of it but as young entrepreneurs come up looking for advice or coaching or connectivity, that's been a big part of it or other executives. So I'm always finding myself whether there's a one-to-one or a one-off thing mm-hmm. doing it, but I love doing it as well too. Yeah. How about and, you? I'm sure you're seeing that as well.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's why I started Ripples of Hope last year, mm. um, which is a that's nonprofit right. that um, essentially is there to mentor and coach nonprofit leaders um, to be successful CEOs, um, and to grow their companies. It's a, to me, it's a really, um, you and I being from whether it's entrepreneurship or, or, or corporate success are wired to look for advice,
1: um,
0: and to make those connections. What I find on the nonprofit and the social side of things is that, um, these people have started, to run a company or started a company because they have a passion for changing the world, but they're not necessarily business people. Um, They're not necessarily um, studying leadership. They're studying, you know, poverty um, or homelessness. Right. And so what I've found is that what I, I get certainly as, as a mentor much more out of helping guide nonprofit leaders Number one, because again, they're, they're not getting a lot of that nourishment, but number two, because gosh, if they have any success from what I've shared, the world is a better place. And so I've over the last call it five years, um, shifted from mentoring, you know, a lot of young column, you know, tech startup entrepreneurs to almost exclusively mentoring nonprofit leaders. Um, because I think that's that's where the biggest need for, for my skill set is um, around building a company from something small. Um, and I think it makes the bigger impact.
1: And part of it, imagine uh, when you're doing that and, and um, the sort of mentoring or coaching one of those leaders need ranges from there's the pragmatic, right. You know, cause, cause you talk about particularly for nonprofits or passionate in terms of I'm going to solve, you know, I'm mm-hmm. here to solve issues around poverty or whatever it is. And so there's that fundamental aspect of how you kind of run a business to be able to do that. There's that, that coaching to do that, but then there's also that you know coaching and mentoring of giving them confidence that you know. And I love what you said before. I'm going to keep going back to it. It's to get through imposter syndrome because I'm sure yep. you could, I think any good change, leader of the system of change should find themselves at that point. But it's also, I think part of good mentoring and coaching is also not getting beyond your skis. So, you know, you have a role to play and um, I am not going to pretend to all of a sudden become a you know, tax expert or something, you know, in terms right. of structure, but telling them that you you really need to talk about some about X. And I, I've had that before, particularly with uh, with younger companies mm-hmm. where they're like talking about this. And I'm like, look, I, I'm not gonna pretend to be a legal expert on this. And that to me is just not what mentoring is. That's just giving That's right. advice but I think a mistake would be to feel like you have to know everything when you're mentoring somebody or coaching somebody, but understanding when you have to give them outlets to access.
0: There's a, there's a philosophy on sort of advice and sharing advice. I, I want to say it's got something to do with Benjamin Franklin, but the idea is like you share experience. So if someone says, Hey, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've got this problem rather than saying, well, here's a possible solution. you, you're, you force yourself to say, well, here's an experience I've had that may or may not be helpful. Um, right. and I think, you know, when I think about mentorship, um, it's being a good listener, um, because oftentimes yeah. the answer is inside of the leader anyway, Absolutely, uh, they just need to get it out. But then also to your point, I'm, I'm so careful these days about, um, not trying to answer it, but, but guide them by things that I've experienced. You know, again, you could even point back to a book and say, well, there's this philosophy in this book that I read, but I think giving them tools to allow them to go off and make the decision and letting them know, look, it's fine. Whatever direction you go, I'm just here to give advice that they know that they don't have to take what you're telling them and, and run with it. I think that's a healthy... Relationship. One of the things when we did the Spun Mafia recording with my old advisory board is, and I didn't realize we were doing this, but they said, look, you guys would start, we had quarterly meetings and they said, you would start every quarterly meeting reminding us of the advice that we had given you. And then t- in the last meeting and telling us whether or not you acted on it and why. Mm. Um, and I, my, you know, I, I don't remember because this was 15 years ago, but my guess is maybe Ken or, or Bill Nussie, who were sort of the the two leaders of the advisory board, um, they might've told us to do that and then forgotten that they told us, (laughs) Uh, they were like, you guys are so great about that. But, but this idea that we would start and say, okay, remember we were, we were focused on this decision. You guys told us this. And they said, sometimes we'd say, we didn't do that. And here's why. And they just really respected that. And I think that sets the stage for a good, you know, again, that good coach, um, player relationship.
1: Well, you know, and one one of the things too, so I 100% 100 agree with you is about that listening and getting kind of framing because, and I I so agree with you in terms of the answers usually from within. And that's what you need to bring out too, because you're not in that role, whatever that role they're in as a mentor, right? You're there to give them some level of confidence or push or whatever. But one thing that I'll mention too, that I think that gets perceived um, incorrectly is that mentor-mentee relationship um is always someone who's more senior to someone more junior and and i think some of the most powerful and i know for me some of the best mentoring i've received um or or advice has been through kind of peers or or perceive whatever peers mean or even someone who's who's maybe even more junior than you in the in the traditional sense of uh, relationships of you know business relationships and I think opening yourself up—that some of your best advice um, comes from those that you deal with every day. And by the way, that's you know that's that's probably even greater trust factors mm-hmm. um, because you, and and that I think is important if you're within a big company too, where sometimes when you're set up, this is where sometimes it gets challenging in a big company, where it's like you know you're going to have the you know C level or SVP of so and so be your mentor you're also thinking about career management to some extent, mm-hmm. but to have someone that's maybe a peer or have someone that's outside of your realm, I think is important. You and I've had a you know, great little relationship for years where we've never called a mentor mentee in any dimension, but I know I've learned a lot from you. Certainly. Back um, I know you've learned nothing from me, so, but that's okay. I'll <laughs> I've learned it. a lot
0: what not to do. Exactly. So, <laughs> No, I was going to say the same thing with, I, I think we're, uh, that type of relationship. We have different experiences. We're working on projects together, obviously. And I am absolutely um, on the same page. I've learned things from you and I do things that I've seen you do. And again, that, that can be just part of a healthy trusting relationship um, as well.
1: And that's one of the things that you and I both do. And, and, and um, uh, I continue to do is even uh, organizing gatherings of kind of perceived peer groups, Yep. So they could mentor each other, and, and and you know one of the most valuable and you know uh, you know just some of the stuff we've we've done in these uh, kind of gatherings, you know and one of them just the other day I've learned about a relationship that formed at one of those one of those convenings yep. that I put together that um, that continues to actually be a true mentoring mentee mentor mentee relationship. I had no idea, but I just loved it because that's the yeah. whole idea behind it because. That, that peer network, but then finding that relationship that I could click with whatever it is that you're dealing with in life that, you know, that I think is pretty powerful too. So agreed. Well, good. Well, Jeff, this is another great discussion. So you will continue to give you advice that, you know, you should not listen to and, you know, continue <laughs> to do that. <laughs> but no, this is good um and uh so I look forward to having i'm sure we'll have more discussions on this concept because you know we could go on and talk about networks and and all kinds of stuff in terms of uh, this, this topic as well too but i do want to um thank everybody for uh listening to us here on the jeff and alex podcast and, and jeff actually before we go here you do have you have had some podcasts kind of related to this topic mm-hmm. um that's want to give that a plug
0: yeah, absolutely. On my Begin the Begin podcast, uh, not only did I have the Spun Mafia advisory board, but I also had a couple of uh, Atlanta Tech Village uh, mentors uh, give advice and stuff. So, um, yeah, you guys can check that out for some more tidbits.
1: Yeah, and, and, and one thing I'll also encourage too, you know, and, and on my Disruptor Studio uh, podcast series too, we um, at some point during those conversations we tend to have some element of who influences you, who meant, you know and kind of that mentoring or where they've gotten support. So this, this essence is really kind of a fabric, I think, of a lot of these leaders and change leaders that Jeff and I get to interact with. So so thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube to get notified for our weekly Jeff and I Out Podcast series and also subscribe on your podcast, favorite podcast platform. And we actually encourage you to do both and engage with Jeff and I on social media. And let's keep the conversation going and have a chat about this topic or any others. So thanks for listening to the Jeff and Alex podcast, and we will see you, Jeff, in about a week.
0: See you then.